Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus and the everyday normal rhythms of life. And today I am joined with two of my pastoral residents, uh, Kevin Noer. Hey guys. And Bryson Amix. How's it going? And we are going to talk about a subject that many of you have maybe never heard about, but it has affected the last 12 months of your life greatly. And the concept we're going to talk about is called sphere sovereignty. Sphere sovereignty. And um, let me, I think this term goes back to, uh, is it Dutch theologian Abraham Kuyper, um, who was theologian and a statesman involved in, um, you know, government. And sphere sovereignty, let me, here's the, here's the main question. Everyone is under an ultimate authority. The question is, who? Okay? Who is your ultimate authority? Now, when Jesus is kind of, the, the Pharisees were trying to trick Jesus, they come up to him and they say, Jesus, you know, is it lawful for you to pay taxes or not? You're going to pay taxes to, to Caesar? And he's like, bring me a coin. Hmm. And he takes the coin and he says, whose image is on this coin? And they say, Caesar's. Caesar, just like our money is minted with some of our founding fathers and stuff, such. Uh, Caesar's face was minted in that in that coin. Okay, so Jesus gives one of the most brilliant comebacks in history, and he says, "Give to Caesar what is Caesar, but give to God what is God's." Hmm. Okay, the question is, what has been stamped with the image of God? Humanity. Humanity. Okay, so. The, that Roman coin, give to Caesar, mm. but yourself give to God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus here is showing that the state, nation, state, empire, whatever, has limited authority over the life of a Christian, okay? The state is not the ultimate authority Jesus is. Because Jesus literally says, he's the arbiter here. He says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God's what is God's. So that means anytime we would question, well, does this belong to Caesar? Does this belong to God? I should go ask Jesus that question, Mm -hmm. right? He's the one. Jesus, and then we know this from Colossians, he's standing in the control room of the universe. He's holding the whole universe together. Mm -hmm. He is the ultimate reason we Mm -hmm. exist. Jesus Christ reigns over everything, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Kuyper's famous uh, quote about sphere sovereignty is, there is not one square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's all his. It's all his. But Jesus says, it's all mine, but give to Caesar what is Caesar's. 
okay? So he's, set, he's setting up what's going to be called sphere sovereignty, that there's different spheres of our life on earth, and each one of those spheres is going to set up, be set up, I'm going to say it, it's going to be set up in a hierarchy, and at the top is going to be somebody who's in charge, right? Mm-hmm. All aspects of our society. So you could think of, uh, what are the aspects? So you think of the family, you think of the church, you think of the state, you think of the market, you think of the academy, and the academy is the educational system. You think of society as, as a whole, you think of nonprofits, all of these, you, we could call them sectors mm-hmm. or spheres of uh, society. The question is, who is the ultimate authority and like what are the lines of separation, mm. right? So let me just pose some questions to you. Like, um, well, this is what we've had in, uh, in, our, in our country and in around the world this last year. Can, does the government have the right to tell you how to worship? say no and the reason is is why what is the reason worship belongs to god okay because god tells us how to worship him mm-hmm. right yeah. now let me ask you this does the government have the right to suggest things to the church like i would just like what like wearing a mask? Yes, wearing a mask. Um, yeah, what, I mean, what does it hurt to right. make a suggestion? Right. And any sane person, if, if we have the bubonic plague at our door and it's killing 90% of the population and the government says, you sh- everyone should wear masks or everyone should cancel services for the next two months, right? Mm-hmm. Any sane, most sane people are going to go, oh yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to do that, right? But if a sickness kills point whatever the percentage is, I don't know off the top of my head right now, point one, point two, point three percent of the population, does the go- then the church has the right to decide for itself if they're if they're going to require masks or not. Right? Mm-hmm. That's um that's similar to well I'm not gonna get into it. So anyways we're trying to say, who is the authority here? Mm. Who is the authority? And here is, here's why this is so important. We are, anytime the state tries to take over ultimate authority, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. You li- you're, you're, you're beginning to live in some kind of totalitarian regime, right? So China. China, the state has ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. Think about this. The state tells you if you can worship or not and who you can worship and how you can worship. Mm -hmm. The state tells you how many kids that you can have, how you have to educate your children. Mm -hmm. I mean, the state can command that you get an abortion. Like they've just released, they just um, lessened that, but they've almost ruined their own society and especially the lives of young men because there's way too many men now because they've had, uh, you could only have one or two children and then they were, they wanted to have boys, and so they were 
literally aborting their daughters. And now there's way more men in Chinese society than there are females and they, they'll never get married. And so many of them have a, like a doomed existence and it's destroyed their economy, just all kinds of things. So I want you, so some of those, these, okay. And then the state controls the market, right? This is, this is socialism, right? This is not a Christian um, view of economics, a Christian view of the family, a Christian view of the world, because you're putting the state in the position of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You're saying the state is over all things. The state, the state is sovereign. The government is sovereign over all. Mm -hmm. And that is, not a, that is not a Christian worldview. Christian worldview says Jesus is above all, mm. right? Jesus tells us how and when uh, and why, whatever, to worship him. Jesus tells us how to lead the family. That Jesus even says that the family is more primary than the, than the state is. Mm -hmm. The state doesn't have the right to tell me how to educate my children. The state doesn't have a right to tell me... Um, Think about this. Can you imagine like the state telling you what you can feed your children? Like that's what, because if you're talking about like making our children wear masks, even though we know that they were not, uh, they were not high risk and they weren't high risk for transmitting the disease as well. We're telling them that. Think about like when you, when you talk about the top three markers of death in our American society, heart disease and mm -hmm. can't, cancer and all these things. Well, doesn't sugary cereal contribute to that? Well, let's ban sugary cereal. Let's ban pop. Let's ban, like, right? We don't want the state to tell us what we can and can't do, right? right? In, that, in those ways. Not just because we're Americans and we love freedom, but because Jesus says that the family is primary over the state. You don't get to, the state doesn't get to tell ch parents how to raise their children. Now, there are, obviously are some exceptions. If, the state was given here to, to promote the good and to punish the evildoer. Mm -hmm. That's what we learn in scripture, that, that Jesus is over, sovereign over the state and the state's role, the state's sphere, is to punish wrongdoing and promote good. So mm -hmm. we want if a parent is beating their child in an abusive way, we want the state to be able to step in there and take those children away, mm -hmm. right? If, um, if, you know, so with it, within reason, but the the... The idea here is that we need to we need to be clear on is who is sovereign, right? Who is ultimate? Mm -hmm. Is it the state or is it the church? Or I mean, or is, I'm sorry, is it the state or is it Jesus, mm -hmm. right? And right now, this is why we don't appreciate the state expanding its powers constantly and taking on all of these responsibilities with the, with the welfare state and with, we don't want government keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they keep, every time the government grows, it swallows up individual freedoms, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they're basically stepping, they're becoming the sovereign overall. Mm -hmm. They're here to tell you what you should educate your children on. They're here to tell you, this is what your children should love. This is what's good for your children, Right. That, that's what the state is, is trying to do. And so Christians should be really wary of that and we should be promoting the separation um, of church and state and church and the, or I mean, and, and, and 
government and the family. Like, get out of my family. You don't have a right to tell me what to do in this area. Right. And so it's not necessarily like a like a is it theocracy. Mm-mm. Yeah. So th- that's why there's the spheres, right? It's, right. Okay. Yeah. It's not a it's not a theocracy. By theocracy, you mean everyone. We're going to set up a government here on earth and everyone must worship Jesus mm-hmm. in this society. No, 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 that's not what we're saying. That's not the society that Jesus set up. Mm-hmm. Jesus set up a society that says, I am over all. I don't care. He does care if you worship him or not, but that's the reality. Jesus mm-hmm. is over all sovereign right now. Mm-hmm. And every society has the opportunity to work in line with his ways or work against his ways. Mm-hmm. And no one can be coerced into the kingdom. This is why... Christianity doesn't coerce people into the kingdom. This is the difference between Christianity and Islam. Islam converts at the edge of a sword mm-hmm. or at the muzzle of a gun or at, at the blast of a bomb. Islam doesn't care about your will. Islam doesn't care, can care about the freedom of the will. Islam only wants to conquer and to convert. Christianity is not like that. Jesus set this up when he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's? Mm. The problem is, I'm, we don't want to give anything to Caesar that doesn't belong to Caesar. Yeah. yeah. That and your parenting responsibilities do not belong to Caesar. Mm-hmm. Your worshiping does not belong to Caesar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your there's a lot of things that do not you know how you raise your children does not belong to Caesar, right? How you're educating your children does not belong to Caesar. The, these are things that were given in Scripture. So. How the market works does not belong to Caesar, right? Um, so, so you think we're kind of being? Maybe this sounds kind of conspiracyish. I don't know, but, but I feel like the last year has been kind of prime for um, the state to overreach, especially when it comes to dependency upon the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, there's a, a while when you get three or f- four, whatever it was, stimulus checks, and you're like. Okay, now I kind of expect to get a stimulus check. Or I have a bu- I have a guy that I know, and uh, we do jujitsu together, and he still hasn't came back to work because he's gotten unemployment, and his unemployment was more than he was making. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, aren't you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. Why aren't you going back to work? Why? I'm making more money on. And he's like, but our freaking governor just canceled it, so now it runs out in the middle of June. And I was like, uh-huh, I'm glad it does. <laughs> It, I mean, that's the reality. And here's the problem. When you give authority to the state, the state gladly accepts it mm-hmm. and never gives it back. Yeah. It yeah. never gives it back. And when you think, oh, this is how nations become socialist despot crap holes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because you give power over to the state, it limits your individual freedom, it li- limits your individual responsibility. You don't have the drive to get out there and make something of yourself. If you do get out there and make something of yourself, the government takes half of it and gives it to people who aren't working hard. It it it's a failed system, right? It's a but failed system. Even getting back to um, a couple podcasts ago where we were talking about creating culture. If you're just stuck at home all day, there's no there's no way to combat the culture that's being created by the state for you. Yeah, yeah, and even when you think about it. When the state gets power, you're talking about a few hundred, maybe a few thousand select individuals running the country. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone else being like um, hopelessly at their whim and at their mercy. The, it's so odd to me that our society is like trying, like if you say something against China, like Trump was always against China, right? He always, China, and he always messed around with them and put tariffs and did all this kind of stuff. And the liberal media would go ape over it. They were just, why? how can you talk bad about China? China is an awful nation. They are committing genocide right now on their Islam population. They are, they have ruined, I mean, they're, they're taking more and more power because that's all they want, you know? Mm. But they're an awful, awful nation and we should be able to say they're awful. They're, na- they're persecuting Christians over there, right? Um, and so we should be able to say that. Why are we, why does our country not, why are we afraid of saying that? Why are we afraid of saying that? It's just really bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. But like that, that economy, that system of governance is an abomination. And it's obviously not Christian. It's not God honoring. It's not the way that God made the world. And it's producing terrible consequences mm-hmm. for their own people. And so we're, we're compassionate for their own people. We feel bad for their own people. The poverty that they're in and you know the, the, the state overreach that they're in. And this is also why they could, the state controls the lives of their citizens so much. This is why they, if, if all the numbers were accurate about how they defeated the virus, you know, and closed it all down. Yeah, because they have ultimate authority over the lives of their citizens. Mm-hmm. And they can say right now, you're done. Don't leave the city. Don't move. Don't do anything else or else. We'll okay. throw you in jail or have you killed, you know? And so we don't want to go that way. Uh, the freedom that we have in our society comes out of our Christian worldview, our Christian convictions. We're not saying that our country was ever fully Christian or anything like that, or our founders were fully Christian, but they were formed with a Christian worldview that saw the separation of powers as significant, even in our government, right? We've got the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. All of these powers they have to work together, but they're all separate. They're all spheres working together. Mm. Why? Because we have a doctrine of sin. We know that if you give ultimate power to any one group of people, then they are going to um, you know, benefit the ones they like and they're going to imprison the ones they don't like. Mm-hmm. The doctrine of sin in man says we want to be wary of people that we put in power over us, right? And people that we uh, entrust authority and power to. So... So here's the concern. The concern is, as we see in our society, the state is taking authority over the academy. The state has swallowed up the education system, by and large. Most state colleges, most state schools, Ivy League schools, they are all promoting woke ideology, um, gender fluidity, homosexual, LGBTQ+, and socialism. That's, they're all teaching that. Um, and so is obviously the sphere of media and the sphere of our news outlets. I heard a report today. She, it was from, she was a lesbian. She's on the left. But she said 5,000 people control the mainstream media in our society. Wow. She works inside it. She's, this is her estimation. 5,000 people can control the mainstream media. And she said 2% of that voted for Donald Trump. Hmm. 2% of that group is conservative. Okay? 
98% of the mainstream media, and this is from somebody who's on the left, left of the left, is what they call left of the left of the left. So this is, you know, the, the state has swallowed up the media. The state has swallowed up uh, the academy. The state is trying to swallow up the family. That's why they've, um, you know, give the blessing to homosexual uh, marriage. And now they're trying to take away parents' rights to educate their children in the way that they want. Uh, there's, you know, there's other social, lots of socialist countries that you cannot homeschool your children. Mm-hmm. It's illegal yeah. to homeschool your children. And there, you, you have to send your kid to some state-sponsored school that's going to brainwash them into whatever the state wants to teach them. Yeah. Mm. This is why Christians here in America should be standing up for our rights because mm. they're not just American rights, it's Christian liberty. Mm-hmm. This is coming out of our Christian worldview. The state is trying to step into a sphere it has no authority in. It is not sovereign. Mm-hmm. It's not sovereign over the self. It's not sovereign over the family. It's not sovereign over the church. All right? We have to... Uh, be kind of pushing back here and, pr- and promoting this and teaching this, teaching this to our children, teaching that this to one another. So, uh, any questions that you guys got? Yeah, how thoughts? do we uh, <clears throat> how do we gain ground as as Christians? So, from what it sounds like is, especially with the state swallowing things up, is that we're getting more and more uh, outposty, I guess, where it's one sphere. I don't want to say against the world, but maybe that's accurate. Um, trying, at the very least, trying not to get swallowed up. But how do we, first of all, intentionally promote truth? And second of all, I guess live missionally mm-hmm. like it's true, because it is true, in an effort to redeem, well, in our context, the Quad Cities. Yeah. <clears throat> so, man, there's so many ways I could go there. We have time. Here, here's the difference. Here's why we should be concerned. There's two things. There's two major threats we should be concerned about right now, in my opinion. This could, could be its whole other podcast. So maybe I don't know. One is secularism, a growing secularism which basically worships the state, wants to give state state ultimate authority over everything. Whether you should vaccinate your children, whether you should what type of food you should give them, how how you know the the density of the mattress, how many screws you put in a drywall in your house. The state is trying to control all, all things, okay? Growing secularism. The all, here's the other great concern, Islam. Now, it's less of a concern right now for Americans, but I learned this t- this week that blew my mind. The number one name for baby boys in the UK right now is Muhammad. The Westerners in the UK, their birth birth rate is at an all-time low. They're not making babies. They're not having babies anymore. And Muslims are moving in to the UK. They're immigrating at a surprising rate. And Muslims are having a lots of babies. So now why should that concern us? Because for the Muslim, they're, they're just like, they're another sphere, but they believe Allah is all. And they want to, they don't want to, they don't believe in separation of church and state. They don't believe in individual liberty. They believe in a collectivist state. They believe in forced conversion at the edge of a sword or at the edge of a gun. Mm. That's, and, and 
And so there's like something like 28 different Sharia law courts now in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Sharia law, what does it mean in Sharia In Islam, you can force genital, genital mutilation of your daughters. You can have multiple wives. You can beat your wife. You can, I mean, it's, there's all kind of horrible things that they're allowing there. Their goal is to make Sharia law the law of the land. Their goal is to literally take over the UK. Mm-hmm. And if the UK doesn't get wise to it, that's exactly what they're going to do because the UK aren't making babies to push back this and, and the Muslims are making babies, okay? So we have that growing threat that wants to, that doesn't want a Christian society. They want a Muslim society. And look around the world at the Muslim societies. These are not places you want to live. They are not freedom-loving. They are not human rights-promoting. They are despots of terrorism. They are always at war because they, they have a faulty worldview. Jesus Christ is not sovereign over them. They convert through murder where Jesus converts through being murdered. Hmm. It's a complete opposite worldview. And so guess what? Islam produces garbage culture. Islam produce, this is why Islam is all stuck back in the 700s. That's why they all they're cut, they still cover their face, they're still dressed like that. They still practice all those the, the archaic things that they do. They cut people's hands off. They kill they, there's honor killings. You can kill your wife if you think she cheated on you or your daughter because she had premarital sex or something. It's a it produces a ungodly culture. Okay? And, and so it should be rejected, right? The culture of the West, when we're at our best, comes out of a Christianized worldview. So it's a Christian worldview, not in the sense that it was, we've reached Christian perfection. We said this before. It was a culture that, was, that needed reformed and always reforming, right? So obviously our country, we got race way wrong. We got the slavery thing way wrong. But guess what? It was a William Wilberforce who was a Christian who was pushing back against that from a biblical worldview and said, Jesus is sovereign over all, even the state. The state says it's legal to have slaves, but the Bible says it's not. Mm. So repent. And he fought in parliament and he fought in the news and he fought everywhere he could in churches. He, he, he said, Jesus is over all of this. This is ungodly. This is against human flourishing and it should be condemned. And he won. He won that, right? That would never come from an Islamic worldview. Mm. Islam is completely fine with slaves. You either convert or you become a slave or you die. That's it. That doesn't come out of secularism. That comes out of a Christian worldview, okay? So Wilberforce gives us a great picture of what it looks like to work in in the state with Christ overall, Mm -hmm. right? He's doing it, he's saying, one, Jesus says this is wrong, but also, doesn't your conscience say this is wrong? Doesn't, you know what I mean? Right. So he's not, he's, to agree with Wilberforce, you don't have to become a Christian. You just have to see the logic in it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And to see the moral virtue in it. But he's arguing specifically from a Christian worldview mm-hmm. to do that. So is there, uh, you mentioned we were built on this idea of reformed and reforming. Is there a difference between reforming and like, like the left talks about like uh, progressivism uh-huh. or like progress. Like is there a difference in that? Or is well, the way they define it, absolutely. The, the way they define it, absolutely. Um, 
if if that language wasn't already, you know, captured by the left, we could use that. Mm-hmm. We call it progressive sanctification. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, our, as our society progressively becomes more Christian, we're going to be improving the aspects of society, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be more truth, more goodness, more beauty. What progressivism on the left teaches is, again, it's just promoting an ungodly worldview of expressivist individualism that the self is all that matters. The personal self is all that matters. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a... That's a, and then you know, redefining gender, redefining right. I don't, who knows mm-hmm. what the next next frontier is, right? Redefining right. marriage, redefining gender, uh, sexuality, and now redefining gender. So, who knows what the next frontier is? I don't know. But Christians should definitely reject that because you're not progressing in sanctification. You're progressing in sinfulness and folly and destructive tendencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how can Christians practice it? There are some high level ways, but Okay, so we just we just went through a pandemic. Um, now again, some of these lines and, it, and it, some of these lines they're not hard and fast lines. Mm-hmm. They're like we have to wrestle through them. There's nuance here. Like the state tells us we have to put seatbelts on. In one sense, we could argue, well, the state doesn't have a right to tell me to put my seatbelt on. You know, and that's arguable and that's, but you know what I mean? It's like click it or ticket, you know, and you could, I'm sure, I guess there's people that probably could, I don't think you go to jail for that. So you could still just, as long as you're willing to pay it, you don't have to, you don't have to get your, you know, you don't have to click it or you don't have to click it. Right. Um, but we're, we're, we see, okay, they tell me what size of car seat that I have to use for my infants. Right. Mm -hmm. I do think those are government overreach, but I also see some wisdom in it. And so. Obviously, I acquiesce to it. But there does have to be a time where you draw a line in the sand. And we saw this past year where, um, like, what if just now, what if the government came out and said, okay, we're banning carbon emission of vehicles. Everybody has to get an electric vehicle. Like, right? We would all go, no. Most of us would go, no, I can't afford that. Right. What are you, I've got these two vehicles now. What am I supposed to do with this? Right? We would mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So we see there's a line somewhere that the government shouldn't be able to tell us what to do, right? And, right, with our own bodies and such. But there is also some gray, they're gray in there. So we saw this this last year. The government says we want, we want to shut all churches down. Okay? We listened to, for two weeks. That was the original. We, yeah. we did that for two weeks, right? We didn't, we had no idea. Was, is this the bubonic plague? Is this, you know, yellow fever or something? Is this a Spanish flu? How bad is this? And then we learned, oh, okay, well, yep, it's really bad for some. <clears throat> I mean, far less than 1% of the population is really bad for some. Um, and so if this was the bubonic plague, we would have said, okay, you know what? We might have to shut down church for a few months here and only go live stream. We might have to do that. Or maybe a year or something. I don't know, whatever. That's the, theoretically... But then when we saw that it was such a small segment of the population that you're literally asking 99.9% of the population to stop living their life, to promote the supposed life of 0.1%. And I say supposed of 0.01 because these folks have comorbidities that Mm -hmm. in the next couple of years, they they had high potential of death 
Anyways, the, the, then we can draw the line and say, okay, nope, you're, that's government overreach. That's, that's government overreach. You know, I don't think it, but what, what did we do? We didn't just say, no, screw it. We're, we're going back full bore. Okay. What do we, what's the, okay. We'll socially distance. Okay. We'll put masks on. We'll help get this thing figured out. But there were some people that drew a line and said, no, you don't have the right to do that. I'm not doing it. I'm not putting a mask on. I'm not. Here's my thing. I disagreed with those people, but I'm glad for them. And I think we need them. I think we need the people who are standing up and going, nope, the government can't go this far. Mm. The government can't go this far. Just because they drew, they were willing to draw a line in the sand and say, nope, government's coming too far. Now their line was a little farther back than mine was, but praise God, we need that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We need those, we need those people that aren't just going to hand over, um, the sovereignty of the church or the sovereignty of their face or the sovereignty of their family to the church. And I could say that they're, that's a biblical position. That's a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> yeah. And, and we have to, as the state tries to take more and more ground over the sovereignty of the citizens, we have to get ready to plant our flag in the ground and say, nope, draw a line, uh, draw a line in the sand and say, nope, mm-hmm. I'm not going any farther. Yeah. Or we're going to be that proverbial frog that gets cooked while it sits in the water and the heat gets mm-hmm. turned up. We're going to get cooked, you know? Um, and I think most of it's because we've, we've never thought about this. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, it's this, pro, this progressive move towards liberalism and secularism has happened kind of slowly and except in the last 10, 10 years, 20 years or whatever. And so we're, we're taken aback at what does the state have the right to tell Christians to do? Mm-hmm. What did Jesus say about the state? Mm-hmm. So the concept here is called sphere sovereignty. You can look up Abraham Kuyper on it. You can Google it. You can read about it. I'm sure you've got a lot of questions. Um, if you've got questions, email me, Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. I'd love to do my best to answer them. Hopefully you'll be hearing about more of this in the future. We love you guys. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.